shot today. Honest shot, no snark, no sarcasm. Sunshine and roses. Ready? Okay. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. A little less than a year ago, a ton of us, myself included, and I'll bet you were one of them as well, were absolutely blown away by that 20-8 and start. And not just the record. It was the way they were playing. It was the completeness of it. It said they were the top five hitting team, top five pitching team, top five fielding team. They were everything. They were doing everything, and they were doing it miraculously, especially now in hindsight, without O'Neill Cruz. So you never know. You never know. And a lot of people, again, myself included, were made to feel pretty stupid for a few weeks. They're coming off 100 losses. They'd made a couple additions, but nothing excessive. And losing Cruz, like that all by itself, should have been the death knell. But there it was. So it is possible. The unthinkable can happen maybe more often in baseball than in other sports, at least for a little while. So that's what I'm going to try to do today. I'm going to try to put something together that makes not 20 and 8 and not any sort of astronomical forecast for glory or anything like that, but just a really good season. What would that look like and how would it happen? I'll start, and I won't elaborate on it because I did a full episode on it this week, by reminding everybody that Cruz is coming back. And if Cruz comes back all the way, that's a pretty big factor. I'll then throw in the one asterisk that I have before I get serious, and that's that Ben Charrington still has to get more pitching. He has time. I don't know how much time. But regardless, he's got to get it done. And let's presume since... Everyone involved has acknowledged that they need to get more pitching, that they intend to get more pitching, that they're actually going to get more pitching. All right. So from there, if Mitch Keller is nothing other than his 2023 self, all-star form, again, more comfort, more confidence than ever, that's a heck of a start. Not a lot of rotations are led by someone of Keller's caliber. Let's throw in there that you could sign Mitch to an extension and get everybody all stoked the way you have the last couple of springs leading into the regular season. End parentheses. Let's say Charrington gets himself a two, like a real two. Following up on my asterisk, that's good. Let's say that both Marco Gonzalez and Martin Perez are healthy and stout and ready to contribute to this team both tangibly and intangibly as newcomers, and then throw in that Paul Skeens just goes down and does what he's always done and dominates, and that he makes it up after a couple of months. And one more, one more just for fun. Let's get Rowanzi Contreras into this rotation. Let's do that. Maybe he or one of these other three guys can be the placeholder for Skeens, or maybe Rowanzi rises up to be his best self. The initial impressions from the spring are that Rowanzi's velocity is up. That'd be wonderful beyond words. The bullpen, I'm not going to 
insult your intelligence. I'm not going to waste your time or mine. This bullpen looks out bleeping standing. And it might have been that without Aroldis Chapman arriving after his first 100 strikeout season in a long time. Take the rest to the batting order. Cruz is almost certainly going to lead off. Your number two is almost certainly going to be Brian Reynolds. And from there, you get Brian Hayes, Andrew McCutcheon, Jack Suwinski, Rowdy Tellez, a big, big, big variable. And that's not a pun. You know, he's a big man. But if he can get to anything resembling the 35 home run form that he had a couple of seasons ago for the Brewers, okay, what are we at in the order? One through six, not in actual numerical structure. All of these things are going to be bouncing around a little bit. Your seven, eight, and nine would leave you with, and again, this is in no order, Leo Verpiguero, Josh Palacios, or whoever wins the right field job, and the catcher, which is by all accounts going to be Yasmani Grandal. But here again, as with Skeens, you'd love to see Henry Davis make it up sooner rather than later. Piguero has the potential to become exciting. He's certainly got the most ceiling of the various individuals competing for second base. You would love to see him break out. Anytime you're talking about any kind of projections heading into a summer, you've got to be able to bank on one or two players just busting loose, being something way more than what anyone, except maybe the player himself, would have expected. Piguero has that. Doesn't mean he's going to do it. It means he has that. So you like the lineup? Do you like the lineup as it gets weighed next to the starting rotation? You need more on the rotation end. You need more on the lineup end. But neither of them looks like it'll be something awful again, re-emphasizing that Charrington still has to get that number two starter. They look like they'll be mostly able to catch the ball. I don't know that they'll be great at any position other than third base, obviously. But if they execute the fundamentals and if they can figure out something at first base, because Telez is not great defensively, and they're going to miss just as much as they already did miss last season, Carlos Santana's gold glove over there. So, yeah, again, no snark, no sarcasm. I'm making an honest effort here. It'll be a lot easier when that second pitcher, that number two pitcher, is in the fold. Maybe I'll try it again after that. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park.
Today's J1Q comes from Oreo, who asks, DK, if Leo Verpaguero or Nick Gonzalez really turns out to be good, what happens in a year or two when Termar Johnson gets called up? A couple of ways to answer this one. The first is to make sure that Jihuan Bay is being included because the Pirates are including him themselves in this second base mix. The second preface that I'll put forth here is that almost always these things sort themselves out. There's very, very, very rarely a setting in which two players at the same position converge at just the right time at exactly the same spot on the diamond and a team has to make some kind of massive decision. The most prominent example is one that we just went through over a whole year. That's that Henry Davis, a 1-1, and Andy Rodriguez, the consensus choice as the top prospect in the system, were playing the same position. And Ben Charrington, every single time he fielded a question about this, had the same reaction that I'm sharing with you here myself. And that's that these things sort themselves out. A lot of times they sort themselves out negatively, as unfortunately happened with Endy. But it can be injuries. It can be performance. It can be a position change. But I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be something where you go, oh, no, we have two superstars at second base. Both of them are going to be the next Joe Morgan, and we just can't. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If it were to do that, Termar has had some experience in the outfield. Termar would be capable of going out there. I think you could say the same for any of the three current combatants at the position. Piguero can play out there. Gonzalez can play out there. And we saw Bay at times last season play spectacular outfield. All you want to see from any of these kids trust me on this, please, is for them to hit. Just hit. Find your way onto the field via the bat. Don't worry about where you're going to end up. Don't worry where they might move you. And don't, for that matter, worry about where someone already might have planted a flag. Like, let's say, for example, that Peguero was some superstar defensive shortstop. He's got, again, he's got some of that flash and he can do it on occasion, but I've not seen the consistency, and I definitely haven't seen him go to the hole well enough to believe that about him. But let's just say that he was. He would have been on the field all of this past season. Why? Cruz got hurt. Stuff happens. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates, and I'll remind that I'm headed down to Bradenton to spend next week down there with the Pirates bringing you reports from the scene. In the meantime, we're going to do one more of these here tomorrow. Tomorrow.